0: What? It's why?
1: Because if I wear it correctly, the cord goes across my face.
2: You don't have to pay attention. No, to you the No, d- what do you right mean correct? Yeah, it says left and right on the side. I follow so I
1: instructions.
2: No, she's being no, very obedient. No,
0: just fucking rebel. Studio. There etiquette. you go. Put your mics <laughs> on. <laughs> heads on backwards. <laughs> That's a. You fuck this can philosophy, man.
2: We want to be free to ride without being hassled by the man. That's right. I don't care
0: if it says L on my right ear.
1: Why is Kathy so loud? I
0: don't give a fuck. Well, that's what we do. Uh, Is it too loud? Yeah.
1: No, it's not too loud. Are we gonna do a soundtrack?
0: Uh, okay, uh, you guys ready? Everybody at the same time. Start talking. Yeah. All right. We that, are. That's a great sound check. <laughs> the following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Like Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted
1: podcast.
0: Like yeah. Woo! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the perverted podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and
2: Paper falling everywhere. (laughs) Perversion? (laughs) Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. Hello. Hello. I'm Kathy. (laughs) Hi.
0: Wait. I'm Abyss. <laughs> I uh, wow. just started wow. massaging my manneries. You
2: don't look like Abyss.
0: I, d- I don't.
2: Abyss looks hot. And I'm look, sorry.
0: go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, Boogie.
2: I, I'm Boogie.
0: <laughs> Was that some vinegar and water yeah, just boogies. spitting out of the top of your head, Boogie?
1: Uh, actually, I'm Abyss.
0: And I, I guess I'm Camp Boogie. And we got Sam and Mark and Spanky and the whole whole world show fucking 62 62 62, this was a great week this was an amazing week for perverted podcast yes so many amazing things but first i want to introduce our guest our guest spanky Hello Spanky Hi
1: Spanky What up?
0: Spanky is our guest host for today Spanky is amazing He's been the lifestyle a long time I started out going to uh, some of your private Home Spanko parties Uh, The
3: home parties
0: And uh, you know so definitely somebody that I've drawn on uh, For information And also you lead Diversity Roundtable Yes I do That meets here at Threshold And we're going to do a whole segment on that A little bit And you're going to tell us you guys had a big uh,
3: We had a Diversity Summit
0: A Diversity Summit So we're going to get some of the highlights to that and talk about some stuff about diversity. Kathy.
2: What? what I do? You feel like a sexy bitch today? Most days I do, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's right.
2: <laughs> I don't know what You had say.
0: your awesome party yesterday. Did you do some play yesterday? I
2: did. I co-topped two different people i don't know i'm in a <gasps> toppy
0: toppy mood you're kind of a slut hoary type who'd you who'd, uh, uh, i'm not uh, gonna ask who okay yeah, you're what kind not, yeah, of you're things not. did you well i walked by and kathy has this look on her face like here she's all <laughs> bubbly happy kathy like ah, i'm kathy la 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 and Do she I? gets she gets like this yes la 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 that's exactly what she does but she gets this like sinister kind of look on her face like kind of smirky like oh Hello, I'm Kathy. I'm going to violate your breasts now. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just have this like, oh, what do we have here? <laughs> have you ever actually seen yourself in the mirror? When really? You I'm saying it's awesome because she has this, this part of her that we see, but then like when... But then you
2: put a pair of breasts in front of me and how can I not? It's you know,
3: monster time.
2: It's just so much... And I've
3: never seen this. You've never how the seen hell Kathy does that top. Happen. I've never seen Kathy I actually top.
2: don't top a lot, but these were friends of mine, so I... I had a good pool to choose from. That's it. Yeah, it was a lot Kathy of fun. Kathy working the sluts.
3: Damn, that's what we
2: love. <laughs> so, what about, uh, what about you, Mister Toga Man? Uh,
0: yeah, the you toga, were wearing we're not gonna, a pinstripe
2: toga Saturday we're night. We're not going to
0: worry about the toga party. <laughs> that was a little slow, but fun. A lot of fun, fun. but just yeah, like I le- believe that people. at one
2: point you had a Roman orgy. Yes, happening.
0: there there was a Roman toga orgy, Damn. and that was that was a that was. A, exceptionally uh, odd but wonderful <laughs> uh, but what was even more important Boogie and Mark this week we have some new listeners right now I, I know they're out there I want to say hi Can you feel to, it? to all of our new friends from Porn Director Podcast um, which is an industry uh, the guys that run it uh, have been doing porn for a long time directing porn and they have this Porn Director Podcast and it's, a really, it's like 10,000 times bigger than ours and uh and
2: why you got a disperverted podcast?
0: I'm just saying, hey, they've been doing it a while and they get a lot of big name And uh, they're
1: porn. Porn yeah, and porn they're porn, town. I know. <laughs> uh,
0: and they do video uh, but no, they're really, really awesome, and they said, hey, you know, can you come down and, and teach our audience about BDSM and, like, make it literally a BDSM, like, 101, you know, if you have, you know, we want to see some demos, if you can do some demos, but really they were more focused on, you know, the education aspect of it, and he said, look, change our minds, we have all these thoughts, uh, you know, about what BDSM is, but we really want you to come in for our listeners and, like, talk about, so literally, Mark and I went down there not knowing what to expect, you know, we th- think oh it's porn they're you know they're gonna everything's just gonna lean towards the sex part but they were like really into the consent the communication how the relationships uh develop and work together i mean it was literally like an out- oh we did plenty of shenanigans i was gonna it's say it's you
1: <laughs> so
0: we lit mark on fire and did did all sorts of just horrible things to her uh and she had a big mask on and it was awesome But literally, it was really we got a chance to really get down into it. And they were great with asking questions, uh, you know, about the relationship and the chemistry and all that type of stuff. So it was actually it was it was for as far as going into a different lifestyle, because even though it's porn and the adult industry and it's sex, you know, a lot of people that are into regular porn have not experienced the kink world. So it was just really exciting to like make a cross promotion of that. Um,
2: what's the name of this website again?
0: PornDirectorPodcast.com. dot com.
2: I mean, it's a podcast just for porn directors. Well, I mean, it's well,
0: no, thing. he's Sal's the the lead porn director, and he's been doing it for years, right. and so um, so they do the podcast together, right. and uh, and so he just all these you know big name porn people come in and.
2: I, you told me about it and I kept waiting for it to yeah, come out. It it, it's posted it, now? Yeah, it's posted stuff? now. Okay. It's posted
0: now. We'll post it. We posted it in our Facebook group and stuff like that. So okay. porndirectorpodcast.com. So hello. They actually, of course, they have a huge audience so a bunch of their people came and meandered over here. So there's some of those people that are listening to us right now. So everybody, hi. Hello. Hello, hello new perverts. Welcome.
2: <laughs> new perverts. New perverts, <laughs>
0: welcome. So uh, that was that was very exciting and hopefully they're going to have us come back again because they really had a lot of fun.
2: That's cool.
0: And uh, and so maybe next time we can all. Go down there and, and we'll do some have
2: a field trip to the porn place. They're yeah, really
0: close by, literally. They're like literally ten minutes away from oh, here. We could
2: walk. huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not this well, no. nice neighborhood.
0: No, no, no. We're not gonna walk. <laughs> no. We're not gonna look, fucking search for Pokemon on the way over to a.
2: Oh no, that marks ab- all What? <laughs>
0: Just get it while we drive in the like <laughs> Mark's like crying now. Well, I
1: feel like she gets Pokemon. You set her on fire and violate her on video. I feel like she deserves Pokemon. Yes, we'll, we'll she, go.
0: We'll go to the mall. She needs
1: a reward of some.
2: And
0: sort. walk around or something. You guys could go for a walk. Wouldn't that be good?
1: Don't you try and. You guys sit, just walk no. together, hunt for Pokemon. Yeah. Anyway, so the glossary.
0: The glossary. Yes, <laughs> another seventy-five hours. Count Boogie sat in the threshold office and. We've been talking, we're doing all the education now, and building our own perverted podcast, BDSM Glossary, that explains all of these terms and gives little essays about them and stuff. I've been putting it off. They
1: weren't They weren't supposed to be essays. They just turned into essays. It's, just, it's a glossary. It's a definition. Well, it's you one can't, sentence. Well, you not, can't, for, not for him it is.
0: <laughs> well, you can't say submissive is a person that gives power to a dominant. Actually, and I, actually
2: you, can. you can. That's the, that definition, the definition of definition.
0: So you gotta you gotta talk because this may be people going well. What is it? You know this better than anything. This is why we have a show. Is so when people go there and they see that they go well. What does that mean? And they have other questions to to us.
2: Does the glossary actually have a little disclaimer on it? You know, warning. Yes. He's the, the one <laughs> who came up with all
0: this. It books. says, Count Boogie and perverted podcast. <laughs> I am a narcissist.
2: Great well, he did. In there.
1: in his defense, he did write all of them. So he can have both the credit and the shame for yeah, it. I, That's fine. So,
0: And it says, these are our opinions. And, and just the same. Opinions. Just shut up. The same, <laughs> the same as the how to build a, a munch and how to build a party. Um, that it's like science. As we get more information, we will edit. It's not like, oh, this is set in stone. This is our experiences. We talk on the podcast. We've been in the lifestyle fears. How to build a private party. I use like literally 80 examples of Spanky's. I don't know if I told you. you said that. the shit
3: to do wrong. Yeah, like <laughs> shit, like yeah, shit yeah. that went bad. What yeah. not to do? You all know all the, the stuff, stuff about
0: neighbors yeah. and stuff, and you had you had a screamer at one party and uh, it created. Oh, that some was g- bad. And and so like these are the things. So as we get more information, we will edit. So it does. It's not like we're yeah. we're right about everything. I'm already.
2: I've got notes for you. I, I'm, oh. sure, <laughs> I'm
0: fucking sure you do. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's very exciting. So a lot of stuff. Going on? Just another day on Fet Life. With my <laughs> so we were going to go to FetLife, Life, <laughs> but. Um,
1: you I, know, Boogie's just like, fuck Abyss today. I just. Uh,
0: <laughs> diverted. Yeah. Diverted. So before we go to Fet Life, um, Abyss had something that wasn't on the the, the board. It doesn't well, say Abyss versus It was a technical a fan. error. So, Abyss, would you please like to tell us. How you, uh, in all your amazing wisdom, got in a battle?
1: So, backstory: uh, Mark and you have these rules, and it's to keep her alive. So, wow, and uh, yeah, like rule five. Yeah, rule five is don't put your head near a fan. Don't put hair near the fan.
0: Rule four is don't stand on rolling chairs. chairs. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, So basically, because there was an incident where where Mark's hair got eaten by a fan.
0: After she had already... It was, because... So,
1: and of course now I have the... And I I berated the shit out of her. Like, how do you... How did this happen? Because, seriously. Um, So today I had my hair up uh, because, you know, nursing and I don't want um, my hair in wounds because it's disgusting. Uh, So... Unfortunately, one of my patients has he's in a wheelchair and his caretaker is very short. So <laughs> they have problems. They have chains oh. on all the fan pools to get like to get the ceiling fan. He had, and his caretaker turned on the ceiling fan and I went to go grab something and my hair got caught. <laughs> In the chain rule five. Oh
2: my god! And
1: I literally, it wasn't actually in the fan, but I had that moment of panic because the fan is going and my hair is stuck. And I literally, in my head, am screaming, "How the fuck did this just happen? My hair is now going to get stuck in the ceiling fan!" And like, I, I stopped. Were your clients horrified? Luckily, um, I I snatched up and grabbed a hold of like my, my hair to ensure. Like, if it you was weren't
0: going be- to disappear <laughs> into a fan, get and, chopped into a thousand pieces? Which
1: my hair wasn't actually in the ceiling fan, but it was just wrapped up in the chain. But because the fan was going, it gave like the pulses, like yeah. it was. And I'm like, had that moment of panic. So today I thought fondly of of Mark and her Rule Five. Rule but, Five. But, uh, oh. so. Yeah.
2: The perils of your job. This <laughs> is why we have rules. Fucking short people. This is why we
0: have rules. Just another day on Fat Life. I can actually play this oh jingle my now, right? God. I can actually we can go into Fat Life stuff now. There's nothing else I'm forgetting, right? You
2: push that okay. button. Okay. Just
0: another day on Fat life with bondage kink and freaky sex Ooh, and is freaky the type of things you see on fat life will leave you happy
1: horny enlightened or possibly perplexed for your peace of mind please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so kathy can we go to really bad joke now nope. no
2: i know this you don't want to talk about this one it's a heavy one. <laughs> Ahem. This post is written by SF Reynard. who it's, it's, you know, it's a little heavy topic, but it needs to be discussed. It's called, I thought he was just behind the door. So I'm going to just kind of paraphrase a lot of what happened. She's newly divorced. She meets a dom and they decide to meet in a hotel. He ties her with rope to the hook on the back of the bathroom door, puts her in a stress position. He says he's going to leave her there for 10 minutes, but because she can already feel the ache, she tells him, I'm not sure I can do it that long, uh, but he leaves the room anyway. So, at this point, she's not really panicking because she's thinking to herself, he's got to be right behind the door. No Dom in his right mind would leave a sub unattended alone in a stressed position. Who would ever do that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um... Here's where it gets bad, because her legs start to shake, and she realizes that she can't hold this position anymore. So she calls Red, and no answer. And she starts calling it repeatedly, and no one answers, and this is the point where she starts to panic. But uh, luckily, uh, she realizes the restraints were loose enough that she's able to pull herself out, stumbles to the bed, puts on a rope, uh, at which point the guy returns, sees her, and he starts to panic, because he realizes that she's in, in distress. So here's how, how she concludes. She says, um, And this is the point I am most ashamed of. What I said was this. I failed. I'm a failure. I couldn't do it. I know why I said that, even though my own brain was screaming, get away, get far away. What I should have said was, you're a giant fucking cunt who is so inexperienced, you should never have been let out of kink nursery. Don't touch another sub until you know and understand rack and SSC. But I didn't. I was at least two and a half hours from home. I was tired. I was scared. And I was upset. As it turned out, he wasn't a monster. He was a very educated man who was clearly not stupid, but he wasn't half as experienced as he had made out. Not by half. I made an assumption. I paid the price. In the long term, it was okay. But imagine if it hadn't been. Yeah. Wow. I I just got scared reading that when I read that post. I thought... and there's more to this post. And it, she makes it clear that she doesn't think of herself as a stupid person. She, the guy, they had long conversations. She got to know him. The, uh, she was really, he was really very kind to her. He, she saw some red flags, but she didn't really, it wasn't enough to make her stop. This sort of shit can happen to anybody, even people who have been in the community for a while. Happened to me. I, and I thought of you when I read this. I remember you telling us how that happened. And you are a strong, independent woman. And it, and I. the reason I wanted to bring this up is so that people aren't always thinking, well, it's only new people that this happens to. It's people who aren't on their guard. This can happen to anybody.
1: And it's funny when I read it, when it was like the newly divorced, this, that, the other. Yeah, no, this was like literally per, you could have cut it, cut and paste. And that was me. And uh, it. It. Like, am I ashamed? No. Am I happy it didn't go worse? <laughs> Fuck yeah. But, um, even on like non kink, I'm, I'm a ball buster. I'm generally cautious by nature. I'm, you know, that's my personality, but this literally can happen to anyone. If you don't listen to your gut, if you see red flags and ignore them, especially in the kink world, it it can prove to be disastrous. Yeah. And we do need to continue to hear stories like this because they're important for everyone to remember that everything we do does carry a risk and if you are not cautious and even if you are cautious shit can go wrong does it is it malicious no is it uneducated a lot of times yes oh <laughs> did you hear that do you, do you need a minute are you hopping in <laughs>
0: Spanky, did you have any, uh, <laughs> any insight to
3: throw on this topic? You know, I was going to say that for me, this is why I always stayed away from the BDSM aspect of the king community. Because I heard more stories like this than the other. Mm.
2: Right.
3: And unfortunately, I saw the results of those more than I saw the results of what the BDSM community really is. So, and the, the, the fact of the matter is, it happens more with people who have been doing this for a while than it does with new people. And I think lately new people are such are more cautious about delving in and those of us who have been doing this for a while kind of get that our guard up that we know what we're doing and we can do crazy shit like this. Because as we start to get more sadistic we think that that's a cool thing to do to somebody. Sure. Because we think we're always in charge. But that that's a hard thing. That's why I think women need to be more careful. Yeah, and guys. need to be more forceful when they're playing. So,
0: let's backtrack a
3: little.
1: Oh
0: Count Boogie history. Where let's are go, we going? We're going back to about 1992.
1: Where you had long, luxurious hair?
0: I had long, I had a mohawk, long, luxurious mohawk before Abyss farted it all off. Oh,
2: my God.
0: It's <laughs> a little joke we had before. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh good luck on her face (laughs) she was drinking her coffee too she almost spit it on me not in the love lab oh that's not going to go good so we're in 1992 and let's say the moral of this story is negotiation and that's what we are here to teach um, our new people our veterans of BDSM as Spanky uh, very well put that this all comes down to a negotiation what are you going to do to me and not only what are you going to do to me But how are you going to handle this or that emergency? And the more you negotiate, obviously, this situation, uh, very likely if the guy wasn't doing this intentionally to hurt her, um, then this would have been something like, oh, no, you cannot leave me alone. Do not leave me alone. Are you going to be here if something goes bad? Those are all absolutely fair questions to ask. Um, 1992, young vibrant Christian minister Count Boogie You were vibrant? I was vibrant. <laughs> and uh, I was a Christian preacher. No, no. Yes. <laughs> Don't and uh, and so uh I uh I met a girl and uh I was, you know, I was sexual before Christianity and then I had to learn how to be non uh non-sexual because I was going to go to hell and not please Jesus. So I wasn't having sex, so I met a girl. So, of course, in three months after meeting her, I had to marry her so I could get laid, Um, which led to a very (laughs) lengthy, uh, a very long, you know, 16-month marriage. Um, And so it's our honeymoon, and uh, go to Catalina Island. You're going to have a honeymoon, Catalina Island. And I had heard... I had heard how funny and amazing was because my bass player in my little Christian band, the Disciples, um, he had tied up his his wife. Oh no! And then left her alone and like pretended like you know people were going to come in and whatever. And it was very laughy. And she's like, ah, she got really scared and and but it was they were funny and so it and she she joked about it. So oh boy. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't know there was nobody there to tell me. There was obviously not malicious. This was a woman I just got married to. We went to Catalina. We got in the hotel room. I tied her wrists to the bed frame. Probably not well, not a good bondage guy, but still enough that she couldn't get away. And I said, "I'm going to the store." No. And she said, "Well, what if somebody comes in?" I go, "I guess they'll see you naked." And I closed the door and I walked out. And I went to the store.
1: You actually went?
0: And I left for about...
1: <laughs> oh! I left for
0: about uh 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, oh, came no. back, and she was like, oh, my God, that took forever. And I brought back, you know, stuff, and then we continued to play and have, you know, Jesus ordained sex. Oh. And I never thought anything about it. She's like, oh, you, you know, like, it was, <laughs> oh, you. you know, it was, you know, it it was very innocent and... And she wasn't in a stress position. She was laying on the bed, but her hands were restrained. And once I got into the lifestyle and I start hearing stories about people burning to death in buildings in bondage um, because they can't get away. Self-bondage. Um, people coming in and hurting you while you're in bondage. Um, any number of things. Panic. Cardiac panic arrest. Panic, cardiac, you know, all of these things. I heard all of these things. And I, obviously, shame. Shame. It was 20 years ago. I wasn't in the lifestyle. I didn't know. I was ignorant. That was pure ignorance. Had a a thought in my head that this was fun and this was a great thing to do because I had no perverted podcast, no BDSM community, no anything to let me know, hey, by the way, this is a bad idea. This is really a bad idea. No matter how cool you think this is, it's a bad idea and shit can go bad. And you need to have a, a plan of action to not do that.
2: So what we have here is three stories, the poster, you, Boogie, and Abyss. Things that could have gone wrong but didn't. And they changed how you did King from then on.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I didn't put a ball gag in for a long time. Man.
2: Absolutely. Wow. wow, I feel lucky.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, well, so that was a that, great post. That's hard to admit. I, I just got to admit. I've admitted in an orientation. I teach in orientation. But it's actually... Yeah. You know that's the thing you're that's a big no no. you don't do that. We kick people out of the dungeon if they leave the yeah. person in a room full of people if you leave someone alone, they do that and, so
1: and I'm not saying this is an excuse or whatever, but if you were coming from this, especially where you were coming from there you literally had no education none so i mean you can you can look back now as a highly educated b d s m Performer right. of X. I don't know how to right like whatever guru. I, I feel you. No, yeah. no. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you really can't beat yourself up on that one because you didn't. You don't know until you do, until you know.
0: Yeah, but if she would have died. You know, then she, she <laughs> I think you can beat yourself up over that. Just because you got away with it, you should still take that shit. Re- and I'm not. I'm not like 20 years later carrying a torch for what I did. But I am willing to admit that was exceptionally wrong, and that could have gone really bad. I'm glad it didn't. This guy in the post. Kind of built himself up According to her That he knew what the fuck He was talking about And not doing that So But I mean Worse or better Doesn't really matter It it, it was dangerous
1: No but I think What you and I Can both take away From our experiences Where both of them were Potentially Could have been very bad Was they were Learning experiences And we were lucky enough At the end of the day To have them be A learning experience
2: And one thing I'm going to add finally is that uh, because all three of you are brave enough to admit a very embarrassing and humiliating, potentially humiliating thing in your past, the rest of us get to benefit from that. And that sounds funny, but really, when people hear this show and and hear that Boogie and Abyss both had the same thing and they're talking about it and they admit how embarrassing it is. It makes a difference in people's lives. I absolutely believe that.
0: As long as they negotiate, I don't give a fuck if they remember how awesome I am for being a retard. Oh I just want them to negotiate thoroughly. <laughs> when you're going to do a bondage scene with a total fucking stranger, which by the way, not always the best suggestion. Even if it's in a hotel, a lot of people get murdered in hotels.
1: Or or, or we could just say, "Hey guys, be cautious." And still go out, have fun. If you're in that situation, it's always good. We we always say try and vet your people, try and go to community stuff, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like, you know. And uh, granted, I know, Spanky, you were concerned to getting into the community, but uh, having a safe call, stuff like that. Right. But it's 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 one of those, I found at least in the community, if someone asks around, you can at least go, oh. <laughs> and I think people don't do
3: enough. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. But going back to when I started, there wasn't.
1: Mm-hmm. There was no. There community. was no
3: information. No yeah. internet. So everybody was making it up as Most they signals? as they went away. You know, as they went, and so you had an opportunity for a lot of these things. Yeah. But now there's no reason for it to happen, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody learns about negotiation. There's classes, and there's people you can talk to. Prior to really jumping in in this way, then a lot of people get into it. But I mean, it's but that's what I say. I never ran into. I think the worst I ever did was left a girl laying over the bed, waiting for me to come back and spank her, and she wasn't tied to shit. Right. So that's actually. It, and those of but even of that can be kind of stressful. We're not going because s- they don't know what's going on. Yeah, so we're not going
0: to say it's not right. hot. But it's it's things like that when they're bound, it's dangerous and people there are enough cases that lots of people have died or had problems being bound and left alone. So it's risk aware, but it's like, hey, is it really, you know,
1: I, I think also what I really took away from it was the fact that she what the scariest point for her was the person she put her trust in was not as educated as she thought he was.
2: Yeah. Huh, well, that's, wow. that's good. Time for a
0: really bad, dirty joke. It might suck, yeah? So...
1: Let's lighten the mood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got a joke, and it's actually a story joke. I like you guys the are jazz
2: hands.
1: I know.
0: got I know. jazz hands. I'm going to tell. I don't know if I'm going to remember it, but remember, it's a really bad joke.
2: So this is a departure. Normally, it's one liner.
0: It's usually one liner, but I'm actually going to because it was an interesting scenario. It's actually listed in uh, you know scientific magazines. There was a time where aliens actually did come to Earth. And there was a small communion between groups. It was very secret, you know, Area 51 type shit. But there were aliens that came down and humans kind of intermingled with them and they shared some information. And there was these two alien, you know, these staff couples, you know, it's basically very kind of similar, like male, female ish aliens. And so they thought as a social experiment, well, let's put human male females together and let them talk, you know, like have a drink or whatever the fuck, glorp, They you know, with their elbow, they suck out stuff or whatever. Ah. So, So the two, the alien couple and the human couple are like having this little powwow. And so, of course, you know, the human couple, because we're humans, they ask the aliens, they're like, so, you know, how do you guys, you know, you know, it you know and uh, of course they made that click click dirk sound So you know so the aliens are like oh and they start explaining them and it kind of turns out that it kind of works the same way for the aliens as it does for the humans you know everyone starts getting curious they've had a couple elbow drinks you know or whatever they <laughs> however they drink and so it you know one of them kind of makes the suggestions hey you guys want to swap <laughs> why don't we just swap you know for science? let's let's swap. So the couples <laughs> fucking said, "Fuck it." They did a wife swap. so the 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 human wife went with the alien male, and the you know the the human male went with the alien chick, and they went off. and so the the human female and the alien male are now in their little, you know, their little room, the special secret room. Probably has lots of microphones and cameras and shit in that the scientists are watching. them. But they don't know. It's two-way mirror shit. They didn't know back in those days. So, so all of a sudden, the, the human chick is like, all right, well, you know, fucking give me some Star Trek. You know, let's do this. So the alien takes off his robe, right? And all of a sudden, it's like, bam, micropenis. Like, and, and the human, you know, this is very fragile negotiations (laughs) here, but you know what? There's a time to be fragile and a time to say, what the fuck is that? And what is that going to do for me? And she points at. she goes, no, that, that is not human standard of acceptable. What are you going to do? Alien says, no problem gets the palm of his alien tentacle hand starts whacking himself on the forehead and every time he whacks himself on his forehead his fucking penis starts to grow in length like whack, 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 whack. and all of a sudden gets to a pretty impressive length to this female she's like that's awesome but uh it's kind of like, looks like a kickstand now, you know? It's like, uh, can we get some girth in it or something? Alien says, no problem. Because then it has a smooth alien voice because he knows he's about to get some fucking earth pussy. So he starts yanking on his ears. Yank, yang And every time he yanks on his ears, his dick gets fatter and fatter and fatter. Until finally it's just like, ba And the chick's like, fucking alien jumps on that shit. <laughs> fucking fucks the shit out of the alien all night long all night long so she's like all wrecked and just totally surprised and whatever so all of a sudden the next morning they're going to the little coffee area where they go and she sees the earth chick sees her husband goes up to him and he's like how was it and she's like I gotta admit it was fucking amazing it was really amazing how was it for you Oh, dear earth husband of mine. Husband's like, ha, ha. It was, it was good because it was an alien, but it was a little weird because the entire night she kept smacking me in the head and yanking on my ears. Yes, that was a really bad joke. What do you want, squirrels?
1: So that's why you have a head wound.
2: Oh! oh. Yes, that was a really bad joke. What do you want, squirrels? That Thank was possibly you. the worst joke I ever heard. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll be telling that joke. You will be telling that joke tomorrow, goddammit. I can guarantee you I won't. <laughs> so let's sit down and find our common ground. Diversity Roundtable. I think we'll find we're not so different. Diversity Roundtable.
2: I love new jingles I jingle. appreciate that was, that, I was very appreciate like, that. <laughs>
1: that was like very have, 90s yeah. like yeah. that was
0: like a blink 182 Eighty Two-ish. that was yeah. I have my drums now I fucking beat the shit out of them did I recover from my joke <laughs> yes I made Spanky a good jingle spanky got a yeah, jingle <laughs> no, I got that
3: So here's, that's, my, that's my new theme song
0: that's it I'll, <laughs> I'll send it home with you you can put it on your phone or something or just pull it on a, a boom box and, and uh, do they even have those anymore no, no. <laughs> whatever or your iPhone or whatever and play it at your uh, diversity roundtable. So Spanky, you are here. I'm so glad you are here because you lead a very important group, uh, Diversity Roundtable. Can you first tell us a little bit, what is that group about?
3: Well, the Diversity Roundtable actually came came from a discussion I've been having for years uh, about inclusion, diversity in the community, because there's not a lot. And we started the roundtable about a year and a half ago, thanks to you guys giving us a space to, to have what we thought was going to be a one-shot meeting, just to have people talk. Uh, we thought five people would show up, and about thirty people showed up. Nice. And I got conned into. <laughs> now
0: you're the leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: So it's like because I have to get a little backstory. I had left the community and came back and said I'll never run another group ever. <laughs> So this is happening a lot to you. Yeah, this is think he's retired about 11 times. He's worse than the who. (laughs) There's a pattern coming up here. But uh, so a year and a half ago, we decided let's just do this. We do it every other month here at Threshold. Right. And we meet for a couple of hours and people get to come in. The mandate that we have is leave the whining and crying at the door. Come in and let's talk about solutions. Let's talk about real things. So we found out a lot of things that we didn't know about each other uh, and about why we should be here and should not be here. And it's been, it's been fun. It's been really good. So it culminated in the Diversity Summit uh, last month. Sure. Where we brought not only those of us people of color and people from the LGBT community, queer community, but we brought dungeon owners. We brought event hosts all together to come and talk and to find out what we should be doing in order to make the community more inclusive.
0: Absolutely. So, I'm what saying. kind of stuff you. I remember walking into that. And it was, like, one of those, like, business, you know, like, motivational speakers, like when the big business, like, <laughs> Yahoo, and they get a room, like, the entire wall, I had never seen this, the entire wall was covered. They got these giant, like, yellow-lined paper, like, you know, notepads, like, notepad, post-its? But, yeah, like not- post-its, but they were fucking big, and the whole notes, wall was covered with ideas and thoughts and things that they, like, started a conversation. And then, you know, Drew. And, and I'm like, dude, you have to come in and talk about some of the shit that you guys talked right. about. So, lay some stuff. We're going to do this a couple times. You come back again. so Because okay. there was a lot of cool stuff on those
3: papers. Well, I'm going to.
0: Grab your papers. <laughs> grab your notes. He's got a
3: lot of notes. But well, what we did on the session, we kind of broke it up. Because it was an all-day thing. And we thank you guys again for giving us that. And the first session, the morning session. We wanted to talk about things like common bounds, uh, common problems, identifying key diversity issues in our community. And we wanted to talk about the first thing we did was the known issues that always cause a lot of angst. And we just wanted to get those up. Like things like they don't care about us, uh, they don't really include us from our side, and from the other side, they don't come to our events, and all of those things. Get that out of the way so that everybody understood we know this shit. Right. We know this is what's it. But we want to move into what are we going to do about it, but also to find out what people were already doing. And it was illuminating to listen to the dungeon owners and listen to people who thought events and find out, oh, we're already doing some of these things. Right. And I know Threshold, for instance, is already making big moves to make it more inclusive, particularly for the trans community. Sure. Uh, But places like we had uh, someone here from the lair, Dom Javier was here from the lair. Right. And to listen to the things that they were doing to kind of create for themselves a, a code of ethics and a standard of doing things that would make them more inclusive. Well, nobody knows this. And I think the other side of it is we just wanted to point out we have more in common about wanting diversity and wanting inclusion than we don't absolutely but the problem is nobody ever gets together and talks about it you just stand back and you whine and you cry and then one day you wake up and you go still no better than it was before
1: right
3: so the summit was about not coming up with immediate solutions and not going this is going to be it we're going to walk out of here and the whole world is going to change we just wanted to start the dialogue with the people that needed to be talking to each other right because we had spent a year and a half talking to ourselves <laughs> Which is all well and good, but eventually that's like you know, you got to use left hand now. <laughs> so, <laughs> which I do. <laughs> so we figured, let's get everybody together and let's just find out the things that we really want to do, and to talk about some pain, talk about uh, some things that that make it difficult for everybody to make that move. Uh, this was never anything. We started out to be a movement but it kind of is in its own way. Sure. Uh, and it's going to take some finessing. It's going to take some work to do. But we talked about things like language and how the language that people put up for their events are key to getting people to come.
0: Can you give an example of something that maybe is a language that's put in an event well, anything that, that pushes that is, people away? Right.
3: If it seems really gender-specific right, or gender-identifying, People will stay away from. I know people in the, the trans community, particularly, will stay away from because it's like walking through the door and have to identify that you are different, right? Right off the bat, okay, which can be a little off-putting because you just want to walk in and go and just be yourself. But for events that are that say female-identified, right, that can be very tricky when you've got a six-foot-four person that you look at as a guy with a full beard walk in and goes i identify as a woman right can't dress as one can't find clothes or anything like that and that becomes problematic for people of color to feel like we're not really being invited and nobody's reaching out to us to get us to come
0: now, you're talking about a spit. So if you're talking about people of color, are you talking about reaching out to specific groups of you know, people yeah, I'm of color in
3: groups? Any. You can talk about Hispanic, black, whatever you're talking about, Asians, that you want to feel like people want you there. And I'll, I'll give you the example for me coming okay. into the scene. Okay. I came into the, by way of the spanking community. Sure. Even though I'd already been doing this for years. But when I found the community, found out that there was, oh, there's a spanking community. And particularly when I moved to L.A., it was hell getting into this community. And once I got there, I found out they don't want you here.
2: Hmm.
3: So they're not trying to get you here. They're trying to keep you out. So because you're a person of color. Right. Okay.
2: What, what do you mean it was hell getting into it? What did you do? Now, what year on? was this?
3: This, this was, was, I moved here in 96. Okay. And you find places that are holding events. But they were all private events. Right. Or they're big national events. And you go because it's there and nobody right. said you can't go. Right. And you show up and you find out that eh, not exactly going to be the good place for you to be. Oh, just the general so, vibe? So you get the the vibe, general people vibe, say things. And there was an occasion where I actually went to a national event and had play date scheduled and had people canceling. Oh, now, I didn't know because I knew all of these women from my travels because when I was on tour, right. I met a lot of people. Sure. And they all went to these events. And so I started asking. After like the fourth or fifth person decided we need to cancel, right? I decided to just ask.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And at this particular party, it's who you know to get to go to the private events, right? Oh, And they were told point blank oh. that if you do play with this guy,
0: that nobody...
3: You're not going to get invited to you know, <laughs> the special parties. Right. Okay. So that was something that was very clear.
2: I don't understand. They flat out say... You know what? That because so no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know what?
1: As, as someone who grew up in L.A. and diversity, you, we, you can't be... Like, I, I don't see problems with any of this. Right. But I have family who live in the South. And it doesn't occur to me until I go to the South any kind of, like, racial discrimination where I'm like, wait, I don't understand. What do you mean? It's it's fine where I'm, you know. But
3: it does happen but in L.A. But, well, I mean, like, it's... It well, I think you have to think of the community as... Old boys? <laughs> what, well, here's the way I always look at it. That when you have a big community and there are, there's racism going on, there's homophobia going on, there's all these things going on in the bigger picture. And true enough, you think about the South and you go, that's, that's, the place right but now you take this community and you shrink it
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. what happens is all of those things are on the outside exponentially get bigger because the pool is smaller Mm -hmm. and people want to hold tighter
0: yeah small town mentality yeah
3: so when you're faced with somebody coming in to be a part of that and you go, well, what's going to happen if this person comes in and the more come in and the more come in? I don't want that to happen. So even though L.A. seems to be very cosmopolitan and seems to be very forward-thinking and all of those things, you have to separate that and think about the community as it is from the bigger picture. And that's why you see more racism, you see more homophobia, you see more transphobia, you just see more problems here because the numbers are smaller and where it'd be fifteen percent outside, it's thirty thirty five percent within.
1: Which is crazy. I do. I don't even. I don't even look at it like. But we like, don't. Yeah. We don't
0: see that because we don't have that. We don't get those vibes, discrimination or whatever. Because I don't think people who have racist tendencies want to admit they're they're racist. They, or homophobic or transphobic, they don't want to actually admit that, so they're not going to sit among us and be like, "Oh yes, you know, hey, let's, you know, we we got to get these people out of here." It's going to be more subtle things to where you put your influence on people in private emails. And say, hey, we really don't like this person, and and it's just going to be difficult. You know, it's going to be. It's I in think your more, best interest. It's. Not I think to, it's going to be a little more. So, like, where in the South we expect people to just walk out and burn crosses and uh, and beat up well, gays. And,
1: and also, I think here, at least at Threshold, my experience, we we have like f- this club is built on the premise of pansexual. You know. Uh, open right. community, it doesn't matter. So so it's, I have
2: a question now. This you said was in 96. Is that correct? Yes. Around that time. So it's uh, we're 20 years away. Mm-hmm. Do you notice a difference now?
3: No. Ooh.
2: Are you saying can you answer this question? I hope I'm not saying it. Um, uh, well, I'm just going to Be ask because I don't understand. Okay. Is How much of it is you're actively discriminated against versus you're not invited and in and made to feel welcome because of your color or gender or anything that, fe- that makes you marginalized. Right.
3: It's more the latter. Because what happens is it's covert. It's never as overt as you think it to be. Like when you go to the South, you know certain things are going to happen and when they happen, you're not, you're not <laughs> plus by it. It's just you expected it. When you're in some place like LA or you're in this community where we want to be here because we think that this is going to be really accepting. So the things become much more subtle and hidden and they become small markers instead of big markers in terms of the racism, the homophobia, and everything else. People want to hide it behind different things, right?
2: Okay. So then my question is and I'm certainly not asking you to give specifics, but yeah. in generally speaking, can you give us an idea of what it is that transgender people, uh, kinky people of color, anybody who is marginalized like that, what kind of what is it that they experience that makes them feel unwelcome?
3: Well, again, if you take language as part of it, how events are posted make a big impression in terms of whether I feel like I'm welcome there or not. When you see things that you go, how the bathrooms are, mm-hmm. are identified, that on one hand, it seems like a very small thing, but if I'm transgender or I identify as a female, my instincts are to go that direction, right? right? But you walk in and you go immediately, I can't do this. Now, there are places where, for instance, I'll, we're talking about all the clubs, throughout the lair. Which has no margins on the it's just bathrooms or bathrooms. Sure, sure. But they have a layout that's more suited to that. Here, it's not so much because you have two bathrooms, right? You have two bathrooms, and you definitely want to have that separation in terms of men and women, and they go here and they go there. And there's also changing areas and stuff like right. that. And- so, when we, when those of us who feel marginalized, it has more to do with the small little things as opposed to the big thing, because nobody's ever said stay out. It doesn't happen to that extent. Right. Right? But once you come in, then it becomes, does anybody approach you? Sure. What Uh,
2: do you mean, does anybody approach you? Does anybody
3: approach approach you and just say hi? Do people welcome you into conversations? Little things like that, or do the people that are actually running the event actually come and speak, show you around, talk about things. Now, here, people come in that door, and if they're identified as new, somebody walks them through. That
0: threshold, yeah.
3: Right? Now, what happens after that? Because it's one thing to give somebody a tour and then leave them alone, as opposed to give them a tour and check in with them, which the DMs and the people who and all of the the board members at Threshold do a good job of. And I'm not saying they don't do that anywhere else, but I'm talking about Threshold here now. No. The things that make a difference to all of us are the small things. You look at things and uh, there was a, a young lady actually brought up the word permission. We don't want to feel like we have to have anyone's permission to come to events and to participate in this community. But people make it feel like you have to have my permission in order to do so.
2: Okay, so then my question is, isn't there a difference between being oppressed and being offended?
3: Yeah, there's a huge difference. Okay,
2: so how much responsibility do I have to make if someone else feels offended at something that I said that was not sexist, it was not Mm -hmm. racist, it was not, it it couldn't be classified in any way. So if somebody comes in and is offended because the bathroom says men and women, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: how much of that is they're offended, and how much of it is they're being actively oppressed?
3: Okay, that's not being oppressed in my in my in my opinion, and I'll be the first to admit. The transgender issue is something that I was not well-versed on when we started the roundtable. Sure. Even lesbian, gay, and bi issues were not things that I was well-versed on, and I'm still learning. In my mind, seeing the sign, that's not oppressed because it's not something that is institutional here as it is outside, right? Right that it's not something that is meant to put on the door to go, you cannot come in this door. Yeah,
0: that, right, the right. signs we have on the bathrooms is to keep people that will abuse, men that exactly. will abuse and and cause the female guests to be uncomfortable, uncomfortable. because we've had it, right. and we have creepers that go in They go, great, I can just wear a skirt. At Threshold, we identify the bathrooms. If you identify as a female, you can use the, the bathrooms so the trans community doesn't have a, right. a problem with that.
3: And I think that's the one thing that – needs to be vocalized more because that's the one thing that people don't yeah, that's get. Yeah, I mean, and this because is where people walk in and they go, I don't see it that way. The way you just explained it, they don't see it that way. But
0: how much is this because I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing you out and I'm hearing this what um, the people who feel not welcome and whatever are hearing. And I think I'm going to go with Kathy on this, that I understand that these are issues that I need to know. The bathroom issue, that's a thing we need to talk about. And I think when we did talk about that at the Diversity Summit, that a lot of people who felt offended understood a little better once it was like, hey, you know what, creepers are going to abuse this. This isn't a. This isn't an easy fix. Right. Creepers will abuse this. I think people understood. But I'm kind of getting, kind of along with Kathy, that... Is the person that is offended asking a question? Hey, I don't feel welcome here. Is there a reason for that? I mean, and I understand some people are socially awkward, but I know a lot of butt hurt people, and I don't care. It's not gender, race, uh, any of that. But hurt people are butt hurt people. People that expect me to come in there and make them feel welcome in a social setting where you have to step up a little bit. I had to step up a little bit and ask questions. And if I felt that people didn't get me or understand me, then there was a certain amount, and I'm not saying that these things don't exist and that we, as as leaders of the community and leaders of these things don't have more of an obligation to say, how can we make people feel more welcome? But I'm damn damn fucking stern on the fact that there is an equal responsibility. If you feel offended by me and you don't ask me or you don't say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. then you're on your own because I can't read minds,
3: you know? <laughs> here's, here's, here's where I'll give my take on that because I really believe that, look, like you said, people have to step up and do some of their own, sure. right? If you want to be part of something, you have to step into it and make and make the gesture. And it's not that I'm saying that people who run events, host events, the dungeon owners have to come in and sit on these people when they come in. Right. You don't have to. I never felt like if I walked in the door, bells and whistles had to go off and, hey, the black guy's here. Right. <laughs> All right. Which it I, does because you're it, Mako. <laughs> and the chicks fucking fly. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. You That's, gotta- a, that's, another, that's another thing. Uh-huh. But I don't look for that. What I look for is someone to at least acknowledge my presence. Right. And just if you pass by, acknowledge me again. I'm good with that. And I understand that people have to step up and speak their minds. People have to come up and actually join things in order to make sure. things happen. Because it doesn't happen from standing on the other side. That's why we started and that's it. And that social awkward awkward goes across all that, that across goes, the board. That does, that's everything. I, but it gets magnified if I walk in and I have something that sets me apart right. and gives people a real reason not to engage me. Right. Right? I, and that happens... Like I said, more subtly than overtly, but it happens. So as the other thing that you have to consider is there is a feeling of not being safe to ask those questions, that there's a certain level of expected or anticipated violence that may come out of that. And it may not be physical. It may be more mental. But there's that expectation that the reaction will be more charged if I do this. And we're looking at that from the perspective of what happens outside. Right. Right? Okay, I feel that. I, that, I, 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 yeah. that And there are some people who are very, very good at standing up for themselves. I look at it and say, how, I really made my way in this. I just felt like whatever doors closed to me, I can cut a fucking hole somewhere else and make my right. own door. Not everybody has that option. Right. Not everybody will do that. It's just, we come to this place feeling... Ostracized and looked down on and judged. And it's not just people of color, and it's not people from the lesbian, gay, or trans community. All of us who are active in this community felt that, that we could never say this is what we're into, and if we did, people judged us harshly. Right. When people started finding the community, you walk in and you think that this is going to be so welcoming, and I'm going to find that place that I can come and just be who I am. And when you walk in and you can't do that,
0: you're disillusioned. It is.
3: Yeah. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen for everybody because it happens on some level, no matter what, because this community is more judgmental than the outside world.
1: Well, you're, you're talking right. about a community based on rules. You, you are talking about literally power exchanges, rules mm-hmm. and, and guidelines, especially if you're talking old school leather. They, you, you need a handbook just to walk in and say hi. So I mean i I think the important thing that is being done through the diversity round table through just open communication mm-hmm. you people may not like what other people's opinions are that come out after it, but the important thing is the questions are being asked, right. and like you said other other establishments besides threshold are bringing to the table and saying, "Hey." We may not be posting these at the door, but these are the internal changes that are happening in our structures, and these are all. They may not be fireworks. They may not be huge, loud signs and neon, but they're becoming this. The, the I feel that the community is working on being more sensitive to just more than just their 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 norm.
3: And I, I look. I agree with that. I think when I look around and I see, and I go to clubs and I particularly I see a community that is emerging to be the way we all would like it to look. You're seeing much more. You're seeing people that would only show up, for instance, for trans events or or gay events, would only show up for those. Right. And those nights that are now coming. To pansexual nights. To every every night. And I'm looking up, and it was was really funny because that, there was a situation at BOD that happened, Bordello. Mm -hmm. And it was... This was maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. Cool party. Everybody's having a good time. And I happened to look up and I went, there's a bunch of black people in here. And at the same time, we all kind of looked up and went. So all of a sudden, we all just glommed on each other and stood there and went, this is great. There's like more than four of us here. (laughs) And so let's just stand real close to each other, and maybe they won't throw us out. (laughs) But but it was the one thing that you looked up and you go, there are pockets and there are things that you go, okay, we're here. And people are showing some signs of of acceptance. It's still got a long ways to go. That I look at it, and you say, my first impression was from back in 1996 to now, 20 years later, and go, has it really changed a great deal? And real reality is, it really hasn't. But what I'm seeing is, I'm seeing more of the young people that are coming in. And in the TNG group is where I'm seeing the biggest change. Because they're coming in with a diverse crowd. That right. when you look at them, they have every spectrum of the community in their group. And they're walking in together. Right. It's the old dogs like ourselves that are finding it hard to kind of adjust and move in. Uh, there was a term that came out of this that was really good. We often say we want allies to come to the round roundtable. We want allies in, in this thing. And the term that came out of it was actually comrade. Mm-hmm. Because an ally will be there situational. But a comrade is on your side and is there no matter what. So that term for me made a lot, made a big impression. Because the people that I know that I'm close with in the community are more than allies to me. They're people who who know what I've been through in order to be here and support it. They support everything I've ever done in order to be in this community. And I think the biggest takeaway for all of us was that the community wants to have this. This has been a national discussion, not just an L.A. discussion. The community wants this to happen. And the fact of the matter is, it's going to happen because it's just a force of nature that it's going to. Sure. And as all of us guys over 60 are aging out of all of this stuff, <laughs> right, it's just going to be, we're going to look up one day and it's just going to be, you're not the guy in front anymore. Right. And when that starts to happen, you're going to look up and you're going to say, okay, this is what the community can be because the people that are coming in now, are bringing it with them. So, well, there we go. Welcome, yes. change. There yeah. we go.
2: Great discussion.
3: Great discussion.
2: What? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> is it my turn? Is the next segment mine? Like, I'm just, looking. No, no.
3: just
1: no. looking. You're, you're going to be go. sad when you figure out what the next segment is. There's
0: always a kink you don't know about yet. So let's <laughs> learn one now on Fetish Roulette. <laughs> <laughs> So last uh, week there, last week we uh, we picked a fetish rule. I think Sam did. Sam, Sam, Sam
2: picked it. It's Sam, his fault. Sam,
0: this is your fault. <laughs> He's like, what? So uh, I'll just start by asking a few questions. If you guys can answer them, maybe that would help this along. What?
2: Is this a rhetorical thing? <sighs> oh, we have to answer them. No, no. No, oh, it's rhetorical. No, it's
0: rhetorical. <laughs> just, just go along with it. Jesus fucking <laughs> happy 62 weeks. <laughs> Are you a fool for pocket pool? Do the seams of your jeans hide their secret man cream? Ew! <laughs> Do you think it's not strange to spend 11 minutes in your pockets digging for change? Oh. Then you may have a tendency towards sacro-recosis. What now? Grabbing your sack, sacrofrequosis. <laughs> Masturbating your genitalia while your hands are in your pockets. Twisting the tip, flipping the nads. Fingertip python swallowing. What? Fingertip python swallowing. The hell is that? Hold up your hands. Make a make a hand like five. Now push your fingers together without closing a fist. And now go. That's fingertip. Pac-Man. That's a uh, python.
1: Does that actually do anything? Yeah,
0: yeah. You, you you don't <laughs> ever stroke a tip of a dick like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's
1: generally more. No, but brain. I'm going to start <laughs> out. <Bring it> <laughs> I don't know. Look at that on.
0: fingertip python swallow. Just made that up. Uh, this is done out of habit, self-coddling, sexual gratification, or for the thrill of getting away with masturbating in public or around others. You have sexual desires for. Hmm.
2: Who picked that? Sam picked them. Uh, you
0: put. Wait, wait, wait! What? Wait. what? <laughs> hey, you put all of those in the bowl. Have Do you, you ever? Has anyone? I saw it. The Why other not? night, and I'm not even going to talk to you about this now.
2: What did you so, see? Someone
0: we both know
2: was that doing just, that.
0: That just was talking and just kind of, uh, you know, Is excess, this a friend of mine. Yes, I know
2: what
3: you're
0: talking about. Just kind about. of like he kinda, has that
2: habit. Kind of just. i like, well, you leave yourself alone
0: with the junk while he's talking to a room full of people. I, I don't. And know, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you're speaking brilliant <laughs> shit, but you know, you're you just got to <laughs> let go of
2: the junk, bro.
1: You know what? Actually, I know a lot of guys where it's like, I'm like. Whoa, well,
2: get stoked to the song. Yes, they're cursed. that's I, see I have yeah, I mean, seen you do it. We'll see. I that. do it all the Any time. The I got talking, big nags. He's now. adjusting himself. The bat was adjusting,
1: by the way. And I'm putting finger quotes. Yeah, yeah adjusting. Yeah.
0: But if it's adjusting for 11 minutes or more, it may be more than adjusting. This is something that that is apparently really common. Like, you You see people... man is
2: pointing his finger.
0: (laughs) Don't you guys just read... Don't you guys cut a hole? I mean, some people literally do. They will cut the bottom part of their pocket in their pants so they can actually get some some like, bare hand on Ween um, and just stand in public, like at a subway or whatever, and just pull their yeah, but you can pull see their it just because
2: it's a no because people pocket.
0: ignore the obvious. If you're not making you if, obviously if don't. you grab the tip of your dick <laughs> and squeeze, that is a you know that is a sensation. You know, I'm speaking from just philosophy. I'm not like I'm, I actually I wonder, go to subway. We don't even have subways in Los Angeles. And I like how
1: I like, yeah. how I like how you're gesturing at Kathy and I going, What if you grab your dick and I'm like, I don't I have an <laughs> I didn't bring my
0: dick but with me. People people do it. Some of it is like self coddling. They're very nervous so it's like that touching your junk kind of gets them is like that why okay you do it. I'm okay. I'm doing it right now.
2: I can see that. There's I'm doing it on the, the outside
0: because I own my shit.
2: Please put your I, dick away. I am I'm
0: just rubbing my junk right is he now. No.
2: Yeah. Oh, no that's right repair Doing it, right? That's yeah. my junk. I'm so glad I'm
0: Spanky's on the spot. Spinky's like, table. I'm, that's awkward because he's facing me. He's
3: just like, I'm right, I got the views. So you know, look away. Welcome to my life. Right. Look away, my friend.
0: <laughs> but no, this is a thing uh, that, that people do. It is obviously, uh, it can be awkward, but once and again. And
1: illegal.
0: Um, technically, I guess, yeah. yeah. But how are you going to prove to the You know, the cops are going to go, freeze, and like grab your hand and freeze it over your junk and then tase you. And then like unzip your pants and go, you're touching your No, but I mean,
1: depending on what area you are, even if it's like a subconscious thing and you're like, oh, I don't know. In church or or in the hallway at
2: threshold just
1: grabbing child. your shit. well
0: in the hallway thre- yeah that's that's definitely against the rules <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I mean it's it's hospitals it's a thing I noticed they didn't call it Ophelia; they called it cosis, which means that it's a it's disorder, disorder. yeah it's some kind well, of it, yeah
1: you know, it's almost like a tick like when you have a tick if it's yes, a nervous I tick, but you if guys it's, do that but if yeah. it's
0: intention what what do you tell
1: me?
2: No, I've seen guys do where it's they like absent-minded,
1: they get or they get nervous, and they will like,
2: "Yeah, it's not meant junk. to draw you, th- someone's attention to it. They just and it's do it that like, hand, like no. grab. <laughs> <like, laughs>
3: it's that motion because that's, that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> that's <laughs> what, you know, <laughs> I got the bat wing, and the bat <laughs> sticks to the
2: thigh, and it drives oh. you
0: insane.
2: You know, I didn't it, need that picture in my head. Every guy I know. <laughs>
0: Hang on a sec, like, baby. i got to get the nuts off my inner, inner leg here. Oh, well, that's much better. Can you get a fan on that? Oh, so so like when a girl there. sits
1: down on like vinyl and short shorts? Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. that? Don't you guys ever like pull
0: on the lab?
2: No. No, but you get a tampon string Ooh, caught yeah. in the underwear, and yeah. then you go and stand up and, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell was that? So I mean, neat. I've definitely yeah. had some
1: where it's like you sit down or something, or like you're like, oh, that's just not comfortable. Yeah. But I will excuse myself to the restroom. This is true. You'll I don't just reach, I don't down reach and like in be all, and start adjusting my labia. Uh, you know, the only thing, actually, I will say, girls are bad <laughs> about uh, is is the boob adjust.
2: Is the it's, it's the, the it's, it's the tuck. grab the bra and men like it's it. the shift. <laughs> Women don't like to watch men grab themselves. Oh, generally but, speaking. but it's
0: okay if you guys readjust your sweaty underboob.
2: Wouldn't you agree?
0: I'm, I'm I okay with that. Look, I'm I doing it. Yeah, boobs. I'm doing mine right back at you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We can do this if it gets a little excited. We can take this elsewhere. <laughs> mm. It's just something that happens. But it is. Um, but there is those that actually cut the hole in and actually go to places. Wow. And that is that is douchey. And I feel uh, like you predatory. need a
2: spray bottle. <laughs> no, That's, yes, spray bottle. <laughs>
0: that would be it with vinegar.
2: <laughs> no, I
1: really. I when I'm DMing, I really want a spray bottle. You should. Just, you no. should <laughs>
0: get that big squirt gun
2: thing you have. That yes. All right.
0: That's good. So we uh we found a new thing, yeah. that is it is a sacrofricosis. If don't, you are Don't a, grab
2: your sack. Get your hand <laughs> out of your <laughs> pants.
0: Just stand. Shit happens. Gonna teach you things to do with your lover. Going to the bedroom rodeo. Want to be a better fuck? We got you covered. Going to the bedroom rodeo. Going to the bedroom going to the bedroom. Going to the bedroom rodeo.
2: <laughs> Two jingles Get in a learned. in one yeah. show.
1: <laughs> what the fuck did I just listen to? I
2: don't know. That was Which bedroom go? rodeo. No, 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 I don't. I don't. <laughs> don't lover. <laughs> going to <the> bedroom lover. You
0: better fuck. We got you covered. Bedroom rodeo. Going to the bedroom. Going to the bedroom. Going to the
1: bedroom. Bedroom rodeo. <laughs>
2: teach it, you about Kathy, sex. where's Kathy, your piggy? Kathy,
1: you teach button?
2: you about sex, whore. The views of boogie do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of Kathy and abyss. Thank abyss. It's not even a view.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a way of being. Where's your piggy? Where? Oh, no. Why would you encourage him? <laughs> Come here, little
0: piggy. Let me turn your butthole.
2: Oh, <laughs> get your mouth off that butthole. I'm rimming me a piggy. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Did he just rim a toy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. What did, learn?
2: <laughs> what did you piggy's got a rubber butt. What did you learn? New segment: uh, Bedroom Rodeo. Bedroom Rodeo.
0: I am so excited about this segment. So excited because you know we talk about so much kink and diversity and relationships <laughs> and things and things that affect you know in our kink community and things of that. But I want us to also spend some time just talking about fucking? sex, fucking relationships. Not you mean every vanilla sex. No, I Non-pinked. mean no. Uh,
2: Straightforward what? kind of. I'm yes. non sex.
0: chemistry sex. Now, just a. To run off on a tangent here, because oh you boy. use the term vanilla. Oh boy! Kinky people use that to describe non-kinky people, and in uh, it's in it's, it's great and it's cute, but it's actually derogatory. And I've had like so many people that are like, "My sex is not boring and plain," and that's kind of the impression that your sex is vanilla. It's boring and plain, and so we use this term vanilla to describe you, and you're lesser than our sex. So here's... here well, they are, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it I'm is kidding. true. That was a bad joke. It is true. <laughs> no, what? I think vanilla means, and see if you go with me this vanilla is uninspired, repetitive, non connected sex. But I like vanilla. I don't. Please, just fucking go. It's delicious. We're working about the term. Don't don't backpedal a term that you guys use.
1: Uh, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck you. Uh Fuck you. You You guys are like trying to
0: like make excuses for the fact that you use a a term to describe vanilla by saying, I actually like vanilla. It's actually a very good flavor. Are you done? Don't placate people. I'm not placating.
2: I think that you're Thinking about it In the pejorative Vanilla is a delicious flavor And it is the basis Of almost every sweet thing Out there You
0: are correct Thank you so much For making the people That we insult Feel better about themselves Why do you use the term Vanilla To describe people Who aren't into kink Because most
1: of
3: That's a cooking show reference It's
1: also It's also Because most of the time It's a defensive mechanism Because if you have Kinky sex It was not called kinky It was called perverted And twisted Okay, fucked up
0: So good So now we're getting into into the term, we're still That's fighting. We haven't even gotten into the topic. <laughs> I know yeah. we can't even talk about sex right now.
1: <laughs> so non kink sex.
0: So yes. non kink sex, or uh, if you describe it as vanilla, vanilla is is oh, really? on I just, We sex. just fucking let. I call it non kink when i when I speak on panels, I try to say non kink because you don't have to be kinky. In order to have great sex with your partner. You don't have to tie people up. You don't have to do spankings. You don't have to do any of these things. All you need is the the basis of what we do teach in this lifestyle, which is chemistry, connection, negotiation, and intention. And giving a fuck about who you are with. And I know you look bored from my fucking speech. Abyss. So, we are trying to help people who may not be into s and play. Some people don't like
1: pain. But they like fucking.
0: But they like fucking. So we want to get into some topics that the people who listen to our show that aren't necessarily kinky, but they like all the relationship aspects that we talk about <laughs> and apply that to their relationships, that we also want to give them some actual sex advice and, and things that are that of sexual and okay, not so hence kinky.
1: the bedroom rodeo. Bedroom rodeo. What is this
0: Can FICA? I get a
2: yeehaw? Yeehaw! <laughs> what is FICA? Oh, Yeah.
1: Fica
0: is is, uh, is apparently a banking statement. We're going to call it Fica, but that's uh, that sounds too
2: much like yeah. That uh, is fun,
0: intimacy, comfort, and ability to climax. Because today we are dealing with sex positions. Sex positions.
1: Were you bored? I, know. I, uh, <laughs>
2: I just wanted to make sex
0: you know. Positions. So we're going to talk about. Sex everyone, go. uh.
2: <sighs> uh, he's in a Yohimbi mood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Got it, the drums out. And up. I even made oh, a,
0: no. uh, like a loop just to keep that going. We'll just keep please, it in the background. Please, no. To... Oh, goddamn! Just no. what? Well, because we're going to talk about <laughs> sex positions. No. You know, that doesn't give you like a. Uh, no. yeah,
2: I feel like I'm on the Serengeti. Ooh.
0: No, that's not Here's tribal drums.
2: It reminds me of your Yohimbi thing. Yeah, well
0: all right, fucking wonderful. I like the Yohimbi jingle. Kill it. Okay, so we're going to talk about sex positions today. Okay. And we all I've given everyone an assignment because in Podcast Education, we're going to start doing more actual fellatio, cunnilingus, sex positions, you know, ways to spice it up in the bedroom in in the non-kink way. Did
2: he just say we're having cunnilingus here on the show? <laughs> we
0: will. Show 69.
2: Oh, yeah. that's show
0: sad. 69 on then the bed of a more the bit of a moral delight. Okay. Absolutely. There will be a 69. I, I haven't quite arranged it yet, but there yeah. it will happen. Uh it'll probably include Mark <laughs> most likely. Poor Mark. And some other victim. And Abyss. And, and Abyss. Oh, look, Abyss <laughs> will be he here. We already
1: had Candilus <laughs> on the show. <laughs>
0: No, I mean sixty-nine. Though show sixty-nine. That means two girls. Have have we
1: have had
2: it on the yeah. show. No, we've had yeah.
0: cunnilingus, but just not sixty-nine. Yes. Mm. Okay. Right.
2: Can we start, please?
0: <laughs> we're going to start if you guys would let me <laughs> just get into it without your derogatory terms. Uh what positions? There are dozens of ways for you to interlock yourself with your partner. Different positions allow for different access to pleasure. Some increase intimacy. Some help you detach from too much intimacy. <laughs> some objectify some positions look great in porn or your fantasies but are actually not practical for your partner's pleasure or even yours. So let's talk about sex positions. Let's talk about sex, baby. So Stop we're going to just start tackling. We're going to do this more, more often. We're going to take on three uh, sex positions, and I, we have it broken down into a grading system. We're going to first talk about the position, and then we have the FICA, which is – and I want to get actual data <laughs> – from our listeners and from you guys, where we actually grade on a scale of 1 to 10 the different aspects of each position, which is fun, intimacy, comfort, and ability to climax. So let's go first to everybody's favorite. Well, not everybody's favorite. Not everybody's. Not everyone. But for those of us that maybe like to detach a little bit more from our partners, mm-hmm. good old doggy style. That'd be you. What? you don't, <laughs> What's your favorite position?
2: Uh, yes.
0: Good answer, by the way. Kathy, what, what? Position, what position do you like? Doggy style. Doggy style. Sam?
2: I like doggy style and I like um, girl on
0: top. Doggy um. style and girl on top for Sam. The sideways one. Okay, sideways one. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. But let's first start with doggy style. What is good about doggy style? What do you like about doggy
2: style? Me first? Yeah. It is slightly degrading and nasty. That is what turns me on. Hmm. Very good. I I mean, I'd like to give all kinds of really... Do we Great want- reasons, but we, that's basically should, what, it. Do
0: you
1: want to just do it with the FICA thing? Because that's going to be able well, to... Well, no. I
0: Okay. We, we can do that. Um, but also, first, for those of uh, our listeners, I'm sure most people understand that doggy styles, any time that the, the male or the person with the strap on is behind the, <laughs> the person... The pokey
1: end goes into the poker.
0: Yes. The poker <laughs> goes um, into the <laughs> bent over. So, and that is you're either standing behind them at the edge of the bed. You're either on your knees behind them. The,
1: the person and- receiving is on their hands and knees. Yes, with their bottom area elevated, elevated.
0: and facing the poker. There you go. And we'll find we'll we'll work on this. Obviously, it's a new segment. we're, yeah. <laughs> we're going to work this out. And It's going to be more than just sex positions, but there is hundreds of sex positions. But doggy style, um, Abyss. What do you like about doggy style?
1: It generally hits good spots, it, but that's where I where I was like, can we go off the score thing because mine had explanations.
0: Okay, so th- we can go for the score. So on on a on a scale of one to ten, ten being the best. As far as doggy style being fun, what do you rate it?
1: I gave it an eight. It's
0: pretty good. Okay,
1: that's fun. I mean, it's it's a good good thing. Um, intimacy, I give it a four because if you are the one receiving, you're, you're staring at a wall or a pillow or a pillow or whatever. So you're not really. There's not much. You have a nice cover. So look. that's
0: just more the feeling, yeah. of the position. Okay.
1: And then uh, C for comfort. I gave it a six because, depend, like on me, depending. um, With a lot of women, because of hormonal changes, uh, their pelvis can tip, and you can just slam into that cervix.
2: Oh my God, that is so painful. I hate it when that happens. And
1: some people, that's that's their jam. But for me, I will turn around and deck a dude.
2: Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or I'll go. and it's, and it's like becomes a sideways hopping after doggy style. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the fuck off. <laughs> like, um, and ability to come, I gave it a five. It's a 50-50 shot because if it's hitting the right spot, then yeah, we're good. Sure. But if it's hitting cervix, then we're good. Now you're we're talking bad.
0: about an internal orgasm. What I like about doggy style is the fact that the female is in a position or the receiver is in the position to where there is space between their junk and the ground or the bed or whatever. There's like a foot in there. So you can actually get a hand in there and have the person masturbate themselves, or you can even fit a Hitachi or a vibrator or something like that. So I really like that because I think it allows for, for external. external. You're, so for external orgasms, I think uh, doggy style is a great position for that. What do you think, Kathy? Do you ever, like, get a Hitachi on there and just fucking ram it on I don't style? like the
2: Hitachis. They don't do anything for me. And what about your hands? Well, no. I had a one for ability to, to come because I cannot. I tried it. In doggy it's, style? It's very distracting, and I'm also a very fat person, and it's, you would think it would be easier for me. It really isn't. Hmm. It's not.
0: You ever do pillow? Pillow and doggy style because uh, you can do that.
2: You've, yeah, you've mentioned that one before. Um, it's I It can takes see that being a problem, though, a if stack you're of to pillows. Reach. Oh, God. That's why if will I'm you, with a guy they can, or a girl with a strap on, they can't do a reach around because I'm too big.
0: I mean, well, you do the pillow thing for some people because obviously the upper body strength starts to wear down after a while of being pounded um, from the person receiving. So if you take a stack of pillows and put them under the chest. Because obviously the pillow is not going to push in the breast that that hard, um, as far as a hard surface yeah. would. So you get some extra support if you put pillows under that.
2: I've tried. I mean, we do that with whenever I'm hogtied because I have to have the extra support here to keep my face off of the right so I can breathe. But no, eight. I've tried a few, and it's very distracting and it takes away from the pleasure that I already am feeling. It, I'm trying to come. I'm trying to make it happen. It's not working. But oh. for fun and so forth, you still. It's one. Of I'm friends. with you on yeah. an eight. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so intimacy. Intimacy is a one because that's the, it's. You're just it, being used. Yes, that's what does it for me. <laughs> you yeah. just feel like you're being yeah. used. And then comfort. Uh, I'm back up to an eight. It's a very comfortable position for me. It doesn't matter whether I'm just bent over a bed or if I'm actually kneeling. Wait, I on thought that was too
3: knees. separate. Yes, you're right.
2: I'm well, a wait. Hands and knees. Very so very ability comfortable. to come one. Yes.
3: All right, spanky. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I like it. So because I can get more of the body involved. Right. That way. Sure. And you can always lean in, bring the person back to you, so you can have a little bit of the intimacy. You can get in their ear. You can do a lot of different things from that position. So for me, yeah, for fun, it, it ranks up there. It's it's good. And it is my preferred position for coming. It's, sure. It's just there. Okay.
0: I love it. Uh, For me, fun, I'm going to say nine. No, fucking nine. I love doggy. I love getting behind. I love being didn't able to grab the hips and pull that slut into me and just fucking ram it until I... Did you
2: write a post about that once? Break a spine. Uh,
0: yes. Okay. And and plus you can get away with doing incredible things, making incredible faces and in role plays because... We'll never know. Yeah. The, bitch's, the bitch's face is in a pillow and I'm like pretending I'm skiing down a mountain and fighting pirates. and ah.
1: We, we knew, by the way.
0: Yes. Yeah. Every now and again, there's a mirror in front and I get caught, you know, and I'm like, fighting aliens i'm grabbing her by the hips or by their fucking ponytails and using them as like lasers
1: you also made those noises (laughs) (laughs) you're not very subtle
2: are you
0: sometimes no but no i i love it so for fun it's a nine for me uh for intimacy um this is see this is where i knew this is why we need the opinions of women And men on this so we can get a good grade. And once we're going to post something as soon as I find the program to make an actual survey on pervertedpodcast.com so people can get and we can get a lot of data for this. And when we build the positions section, then we'll have good grades. But for men, I think the intimacy is much different in doggy style because I have all of you. Even though I may not be looking into your eyes and telling you that your hair product is really great. um, I have you and I have all of you. So I'm still like completely over you. I'm watching your body and all of your movements. I have the woman in my possession when it's doggy style for me.
1: I will say receiving doggy style, zero and like really low on intimacy. When I am giving doggy style. With a strap on. With a strap on, it is a very a different, different experience, because sure. you can actually watch what's going on, you can see what's going on you you can see the hips of the person, you can see you know you entering them, and it's a very intimate like moment, but if you are just receiving like I said, you got pillowcases and yeah. well, so
0: yeah, plus you can talk and ask you, you know you do more dirty talk because it's just now you fucking like that, don't you dirty bitch? and they're like, yes, like yeah <laughs> that's so the, that's the answer. <laughs> But you can talk more. So for intimacy with me, I would say a 7 to an 8. As far as comfort, it's the only way my spine can go if I'm standing up straight and fucking you from behind, like standing at the edge of the bed doggy style. Like I'm standing. Like I measure my beds. When I buy a bed, it has to be, you either have a missionary position bed, like a comfy hooker position, or or you have doggy style on the edge of your bed. And the bed I have right now is doggy style bed. So I can stand at the edge of bed. Please, if you have a slick floor.
1: Throw down a yoga mat. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Because
0: there is nothing that looks more like two dogs fucking badly (laughs) than when you're trying to fucking get busy behind someone and your feet sliding all over. over. (laughs) Hang on a sec. Oh, Oh, sorry. Just, oh, I broke my dick. Uh, So uh, for comfort, my spine goes in that direction. So I give it a nine. And ability to climax, I don't really like the climax, but um, for, uh, I'd say a seven hmm. on that. Wow. Well, All right. L- we're just going to do one more because we had a bunch of them, but we're running We're running late. So let's just take the comfy hooker and, uh, and then go from comfy hooker. What Did the hell guys,
2: is a comfy hooker?
1: What the fuck hooker? is a comfy I hooker?
0: I made up that name today.
1: Yeah. Like what?
0: All right. Comfy hooker is a missionary style position where, let's say you're on the bed. She Kay. is on her back, Kay. her legs are propped up, there is a pillow under her ass, and her legs are up like they would not go over, over shoulders. her shoulders, not over her shoulders, no, but his. just up. Or yeah, you can rest her, your, she can rest yes. her feet on his shoulders, right. put them on his chest, whatever, and it kind of pushes you back in that way to give you a lot of access and a deeper penetration in a missionary position. So I call that the comfy hooker because hooker spends time on her back, and she's now comfy. So comfy hooker, I like it. Trademark pending. <laughs> Anyone? Else? It's called the comfy hooker. What's what? Do you have another name for it? Uh, do you want to call it pillow under a back restful? I could feet call on it my <laughs>
2: least favorite position. Is what I would call it. All right. Uh, why don't you like it? Oh, uh, well, every th- one of these goddamn FICA scores <laughs> that I give you <laughs> is going to be having to do with my size and my fat. Okay, well that's fine. But
0: that's 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 okay. okay. It that's- is incredibly
2: uncomfortable because. And it's the guy, it's Creative Explorer's favorite position to right. fuck with me because he knows I don't like it. And so um, fun is one for me. Right. Um, how how explicit do you want me to get? Do you really want to hear about all my fat? Wow. Because that's what happens. He pushes my legs up and all my fat from my stomach and my breasts and my Neck gets scrunched up, and I look like this fucking tick that's about to pop. <laughs> so basically, visual <laughs> that is hot. laugh You're
0: fucking so, tick. How coffee. he can
2: remain a, with a heart on? I don't even know because oh. I'm jiggling all over the place, and it is so fucking uncomfortable. And but probably because I'm a pervert, because I'm a total pervert. The fact that I don't like it, he's making me do it, is what gets me off.
3: Yep. Hmm so there
2: you go there you so go.
0: Comfy Hooker so intimacy kind of shattered the intimacy, intimacy that
2: he's looking at me and he won't look away and I can't look away so there is a great deal of intimacy I would forced say forced eye contact yes I hate it six <laughs> there very good um, comfort com- comfort is one one, one. Ability, ability to climax no but back to one I don't climax during sex so okay yeah fair enough Abyss Comfy Hooker um
1: for fun actually I enjoy it um and it, it's it's one it's also another one where I can play with myself. It's a good position for that. Um, so you could have eight Hitachi's during a comfy hooker. I don't I don't know where we're putting all these Hitachi.
0: Put them on I your know. nipples. <laughs> <It's like laughs>
2: hang them from the ceiling.
1: <laughs> bite
0: on one to get like a rubby jaw or something.
2: Well, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. I digress. You.
1: Um, so for fun wise, I'd probably give it a solid like seven. I I enjoy it. Seven, seven or eight. Um Intimacy, it it is one of those forced um, eye contact, which in some cases can be n- really nice. Um, and for comfort, it's a good angle for me because it's not slamming cervix, so it's actually like it's it's a really angle wise, it's good, and it's a deeper penetration. And as far as ability to come, I, yeah, no, I give it a solid seven. It's a good one. Solid seven. Look at that.
0: I'm gonna go uh, eight on fun. Because it's just fun because you have someone there. On the bed, standing at the edge of the bed, Comfy Hooker is better. But on the bed, it's a little harder because my back has to kind of push forward. But if I can get you around your legs, because you're putting your your feet on my chest or over my head, I can now reach down and grab around the tops of your legs on your quadriceps. And I can kind of pull you in and get access that way. So it can be comfortable. Um, I gave it about a six for comfort. And then uh, Intimacy, eight. I'm still not going to stare at your goddamn eyes the whole time because that's just goddamn awkward. Um, We're going to
2: slap I, a blindfold I, on her?
0: Pretty much. No, no. Just, take a shirt. I, I've done that more than once. I have done that. I'm like, ah, I like this position, but just, yeah. So Stop looking it's, at me. It's an eight for intimacy. Quit
2: looking at me. And
0: I love your hair. Ah! I love you. Freaky. I love everything about you. I'm so glad. That we're going to get married someday, Kathy. <laughs> Don't put your hand up.
2: I'm not looking at you. I can
0: see your beautiful mouth. Oh, you're a good girl. Oh, you're a good girl. I'm you know about it. to run <laughs> out the door. That's good, because we're going to end the show.
1: And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record next to. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org
2: and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and our hosts. Thank you to Mark Woo! and everyone in the chat room Woo! and to Sam Woo! and to Spanky. If you uh, ha- Oh, sorry. And oh, us. <laughs> us. Uh.
1: Forget us. <laughs> I like, uh. I'm like, do we still do that? Uh, okay. uh, if you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com and visit perverted podcast.com
0: is that my my time now it's, yeah, it's your turn, turn. Yeah. yeah that's fine no we went an hour and 20 minutes we're, oh we're my good. god we're, <laughs> we're, we're totally done <laughs> <laughs> it was a good show i had a lot of fun spanky yeah. thanks so much for coming down yeah, and, and and starting these conversations he has a get. very
1: very nice like sultry voice yeah this. he's
0: a good voice uh just glad to have you guys here we'll see you next week lots of perversion coming up thanks for being here Wee-hoo. Fica scores.
2: Fica score. Whatever I it's hear, It's not that. the bank.
0: We'll call it Fica. No,
2: no I no. like fica. fica.
0: Not like fecal. Okay, that's sex.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, now uh, you got that in my head.
0: Your bedroom rodeo fecal.
2: <laughs> you were on. I'm fire. sure someone's three, into it. Three new jingles for
0: you. That, yeah, yeah, I'm in, in jingle yes. jingle master today.
1: Jingle master.
0: J- jingle. Shut up. We
1: never
2: even checked in on the chat room. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mark hey, almost. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the chat room fun. <laughs>
0: Okay, that was why we didn't check in on the chat room. She doesn't talk. (laughs) I'm into the show now. Okay.